I'm Ian Price. And I'm Harrison Hartzog. Today on 10 Minute Warning, we look at the college football season, or lack thereof, and how that affects the NFL. Maybe the XFL. We talk about some athletes clapping back at Twitter trolls. Looking at you, Danica Patrick. And we discuss why the podcast is being posted a bit later than usual. And how my sunburn may or may not require immediate medical attention. Help! So we're recording a day late because I took a little vacation. How was it? It was good. You know, socially distanced and all that. Bars were closing early. Um, okay. We had an interesting time trying to find food for my birthday dinner. So I just had a birthday. And we go to this restaurant and we're going early. You know, it's not that early, though. We're going about like 7, 8 o'clock. We go to this restaurant where basically I'm going to get filet mignon and lobster tail. Surf and turf, right? Yeah, fancy. But we are at that restaurant for like an hour and a half, and we have gotten one drink. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, so we didn't want to stay in order because, you know, we had a table of like six. Um, That's the limit in uh, South Carolina right now. So, like, Was it busy? No. Well, every table was full. Yeah. But there were people that would sit down behind us who were older. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Older, like they were the dad type with kids and stuff. Probably locals. They got think? their food faster. Oh. We we are claiming ageist. Didn't think y'all are gonna be very good tippers. They didn't, and jokes on them because most of my table was former service industry people and they tip fantastic. <laughs> they start at twenty percent and go up. Right. Um but so we went from filet mignon and lobster tail. Mm-hmm. Then we found another bar nearby. It was called like a tiki bar or something. Yeah. Because nobody has one of those. So we go there. Well, not at the beach at least. Yeah. <laughs> nobody puts. Why would you put a tiki bar at the beach? So then we go to this other bar, tiki bar, and then um, we sit down. We're about to order some food. It's, you know, it's not filet mignon and lobster tail anymore, but it's food. Whatever. It's We're cool. hungry. It's the beach. You want some drinks? I'm just, I don't really care that it's that fancy. We're just having a good time. Mm-hmm. Then they're like, you need to read the menu closer because they only served food until 830. Ooh. It was like nine or 930 by this point. I would have been so pissed. So now there is no food and everywhere is pretty much stopped serving food by that time because they're just shutting down for the pandemic. Right. So now I have gone from lobster tail and filet mignon to waiting over two hours for a Papa John's pizza to get delivered that I bought. Hey, I mean, I'll still say <laughs> Papa John's pretty good. When you're hungry, pizza hits the spot. Oh, and don't worry. By the time it got there, I was very, very hungry. Yeah, we were. I had at least one or two friends that were with us that like went off to their room for a couple hours. They were so hangry. They couldn't take it. They yeah. couldn't focus. I don't blame them. But overall, the trip was good. Um, We've got a sunburn issue that luckily nobody listening to this would have to deal with. But my face was attacked (laughs) Saturday. It looks like it. Um, This is the first time in my life that I've thought I might actually have second degree sunburn. Um, Harrison thinks it's closer to first degree. Third degree, I mean. 
Oh, third? Yeah. <laughs> you think I'm basically dead? I should be at a hospital? No, isn't third degree the least worse? No, third degree is... The is worst? Third oh, degree yeah, is yeah, seek medical degree. attention immediately. Okay. Yeah, because Sadie burned her hand one time, and she got a second degree burn, and that was... They thought they were going to have to possibly remove her finger. Really? Yeah. So... See, a second degree real burn, not a sunburn, um, is is worse. Yeah. Because that's immediate. I mean, the sunburn... I don't See, I don't know if I've gone all the way to second degree sunburn, but... Looking at the images and stuff online, mm -hmm. I definitely got to the line between one and two. You know what right. I'm saying? You it's, got some blistering going on. It's bad on the face. And then Sunday, I spent the entire day under an umbrella with a shirt and a hat. But hey, hey. it's okay. Jameson and Coke makes it all go away. Yeah, that's the best time. You just relax. You don't have to worry about getting burned. You just enjoy the beach. That I way. literally got in the ocean one time on Sunday. Mm -hmm. It was just because just because I've been drinking too much, so I had to get in. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, no, I didn't even take my hat and my shirt off. I just went up to my knees, like, went uh, up okay. to my waist yeah. and just hung out for a second, cooled down, and then went back in. Yeah. Uh, went back to the umbrella. I knew by, by Sunday it didn't even look this bad. And I knew by then that it this was going to be bad. I needed yeah. to hide. When, when my girlfriend looks at me and goes, You need to wear a shirt because she didn't even want to bring shelter the beach that's the reason this happened we were just like putting on sunscreen in the sun all day every day right i'm a canopy guy i'm a umbrella guy I'm i've a, got some irish in my family this burns over here yeah i'm not pale i am i'm not like saint patrick's pale like you are but still I'm not I'll, that pale. I'll, I'll burn i mean look at it harrison it's blinding yeah let's let's for the record i'm not that pale i'd say if one to ten on scales olive Let's do one to ten. Ten being you were not Caucasian anymore. One being, dear God, how did Conan O'Brien's unborn child get outside? I'd say I'm a three. Okay. <laughs> I, I admit that I'm pale, but I'm not. I'm not the blinding white. Can see the veins coming through the skin color blue. Uh, freckles. Okay, I have freckles, but yep. the freckles help darken me a little bit. You don't have that many freckles on your face, at least. I'm not a true redhead that has the super pale skin. Hybrid. Yeah. No, you're not a redhead. You've got brown hair. Yeah. Auburn, some might say. Auburn, yeah, <laughs> which I appreciate that. But overall, that's how my trip went. So we we had a very interesting time. Hilton Head Island, shout out to Hilton Head. Yeah. It was a good time. I wish the water had been better. I don't know. Do you like the ocean? I'm a big ocean guy. So I don't like the Virginia Beach area and the eastern eastern side of the United States water. I feel it's very murky and not very exciting. Like you were telling me how there were no waves. I feel like there were no waves, but Hilton Head, the water is very clear down there. Is it really? Well, I mean, it's not like Gulf clear. It's not like on the yeah. Gulf side, but it's that's what I'm used to is the Gulf where you can see your feet when you're standing in the water. It's funny. We just brought up Auburn and Alabama and then here we are with you. Talk yeah. about their beaches. Yeah. Shout out Alabama. Y'all want Harrison? Yeah. He's I'll, coming for you. I'll come back. I went I went to Clearwater before the pandemic, um, like last vacation season, and it was it was very interesting. It's so hot down there. It's very hot. It's so hot. And I went during like spring training. Yeah. So it wasn't even summertime yet. I can't imagine what people do down there. I would definitely burn. It's a dry heat that just feels like you've opened the oven door. Yeah. 
So I'm glad I didn't do that, but we did end up driving almost all the way down to the Georgia border, coming back, spent some time in Charlotte. It was a good time overall, made some stops, but now we're back and I come back from vacation. We're doing this podcast a little bit later than we usually would. Mm -hmm. Usually we would have this posted by now, but this will probably be posted up late Tuesday where we're doing a lot of things. We're anticipating HBO. We're waiting to see what happens with the NFL season. And now we are monitoring the fallout of several big college football conferences. They're not saying football's over, but they're saying as far as the fall, we're not doing it. Yeah, uh, it's looking like for the Big Ten and the Pac-12 so far and some other small conferences that, I mean, unless you're a fan of those, don't really matter in the big scheme of things. Yeah, I mean, like if Pac-12 doesn't play, how much does that affect your life as an SEC fan, really? Not at all. And I think as an NCAA fan in general, if the Pac-12 and Big Ten don't play, it doesn't affect anyone at all. The last two college football playoffs have had teams from neither of those conferences. (laughs) So in the grand scheme, if the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12 still play, we're looking at a regular football year. Well, from the Big Ten, Wisconsin, and then Ohio State, mostly Ohio State is all that really matters, right? Yeah, mostly Ohio State. Um, Michigan every year, there's a lot of hype around them, but they're Michigan and they lose the big games and they lose to Ohio State and then their season's over with. Michigan has to beat Ohio State. How do you keep Jim Harbaugh around this long and never beat your rival? I don't know. I could not imagine bringing in that high caliber of a coach and then Ohio State does the exact same thing by hiring Urban Meyer and then you just lose all the games. Like, you had the perfect situation with Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. And then Ohio State just one-upped him. Here's my big issue with what I've heard about spring football. Mm -hmm. Essentially, the quarterbacks, the big NFL talent that stayed to do another year in the NFL or the NCAA before going to the NFL Mm -hmm. doesn't get to do that. I mean, if the NFL season doesn't change from what several football analysts I heard today were saying, I mean, it looks like there's not going to be any Justin Fields. There's not going to be from Clemson, Trevor Lawrence, because any player trying to go to the NFL is going to have to be getting ready for the combine and stuff by then. They can't play in January, February, and March. Right, yeah. Um, Justin Fields just tweeted out a few minutes ago after the news came down, um, SMH shaking my head. Uh, some people tried to interview him coming out of the sports complex at Ohio State, and he just had no questions for him. So people are a lot of people are assuming that he's played his final game with Ohio State. Uh, a lot of the big name players in the Big Ten have played their final games, and they're all going to be looking forward to the NFL now. How can college football, man? See, a virus is a powerful thing if it forces the NCAA to do a season where Trevor Lawrence doesn't get to play. You know what I'm saying? Even if Clemson is in it, how are they going to play Trevor Lawrence? Well, that's one thing. I think Trevor Lawrence wants to play, but I think also if it's kind of... He wants to get paid. He wants to get paid. He wants to keep proving that he's the number one pick. But I think he also truly... I mean, he's been one of the players that's been the main one... Pushing it. Pushing it, yeah. But he can't. He's got to go to the NFL, right? He can't stay another year. No, no. I'm I mean, talking about he, if they ACC still looking like they might play. No, no. But if the ACC ends up going like everyone else to the fall, to the spring, you mean? Oh yeah, from the fall to the spring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, oh yeah. If that's the case, then yeah, he will not be playing. So that's what I'm saying. Like, 
Will the ACC choose to? I mean, because that's what makes them relevant is Clemson. If you take if you take Clemson and Ohio State out of their own conferences, mm-hmm. what do you have left? Alabama a and the SEC teams? teams. Yeah, I yeah. mean, really. So, I think this whole thing has shown how I don't know what the word is for it corrupt or messed up the whole governing body of the NCA is itself. It doesn't have control over anything. Because at the end of the day, the Big Ten is making its own decision, the Pac-12 is making its own decision, and the SEC is making its own decision, along with all the other conferences. This just shows that the NCAA governing body just has no control over its conferences like the NFL does. Exactly. And the NFL only has that control because the owners allow it. Right. If they didn't want a commissioner, then who knows what would be happening. I mean, Jerry Jones and maybe the owner of the Rams and the Seahawks with all their money, Mm -hmm. those three would probably just be pulling the weight. Yeah. That's not good for anybody. And I've heard also this might change things up a little bit and start having a players association for college football, which, I mean, I think is a great idea. Get some players paid, get them moving in the right direction, actually earning what they deserve. Now, flash forward five years down the road, say a pandemic like this had happened or is going to happen then. Mm -hmm. And they have to decide. I mean, if players are getting paid at that point, Mm -hmm. like if they're making money in college football because there's so much money to be made, do you play the season then? Then it's kind of like their employees. Well, I would think it would be up to the players. That decision, the players' association, would be the one making that decision. See if they now, want but is that or not. so? But if we're going to give the players the money and make them athlete paid athletes, and that's their job, but then all of a sudden a a pandemic which affects every other job happens. But now all of a sudden we're going to treat them like kids and let them just opt out and be safe. I mean, they're over the age of eighteen. I don't mm-hmm. know. I think once you start paying them, if whoever their boss is, be it the NCAA, the players union Mm -hmm. or the school, if they say play, you got to play, even if you're worried. Well, I think you would have kind of like what the NFL does. There's an opt out clause. Yeah. That they have the choice to play or not play. But I think. But if players opt out, they might lose their scholarship. I mean, like there's a lot bigger stakes to opting out. Well, would scholarships even be a thing anymore? Yeah, I don't know. Without scholarships, a lot of good athletes can't go to college. A lot of, but yeah, that's where they would have to decide how the paying would work and stuff like that. Like, would only certain players get paid if you earn that pay? Like, there'd be a lot of factors. It's tough to figure out a way to make it fair. Is what I'm saying. That that's the hard part. It gets into a gray area where you where you're like, okay, you make money when it's convenient, and you skip class, or you skip practice one day for a midterm because that's now important you know what i'm saying yeah it may just have to be like a flat rate or something that everyone makes the same amount of money you get what you get i think you the can fa- endorsements and stuff like that on the side i think the fairest way to do it would be jersey shit sales jersey yeah. sales i mean if you're if you're moving jerseys you should make money yeah i agree with that and if you're moving merchandise and stuff like that you should make money off that too yeah like if people go to buy stuff from like let's We've just been using Clemson. Like they go to the store, they want to buy something, be like, okay, who's your favorite player? Or um, are you related to any players? That way they know that you're bringing those people in. Yeah. Or, I mean, the store just has to buy it from the players. Like the store can ship some footballs to a player and say, hey, will you sign these and we'll sell them for you and make you some money? Yeah. But then what if you're the player? Like you're the punter and none of them are moved. Well, if you're not if you're not selling merchandise and you're not making money, these dudes that are always trying to go through all the sorority chicks on campus, 
when they were on the football team. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I'll take you out on a date, but you got to buy some of my merch first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you buy some of my merch, I got money for Applebee's, baby. Right. So let's talk about another aspect of this that I think we need to look at. Okay. The XFL. Mm-hmm. The XFL is trying to figure out what to do. Um, in related XFL news, let's talk about this. They're trying to move at least three teams. I think reportedly it was the LA team, the New York team, and the Tampa Bay team that were going to move because they had the lowest attendance records, but mm-hmm. we'll see. I know they're interested in taking a team to Birmingham. I've also heard talk about them possibly going to San Antonio. That's a nice city. Yeah, but if they go to San Antonio, the XFL will have three Texas teams. Yeah. The the XFL will have of eight teams, three of them in Texas. But Texas, Texas loves football. They love football, yeah. They'll definitely have fan bases there. I would even say move the Dallas Renegades to San Antonio or something. I, I mean, the Dallas has the Cowboys. That's what I was going to say. Get rid of teams that already have a pro team in that city. I don't think they need to be in the same cities either i mean the tampa bay vipers was a great team and this is so we go back to that vacationing i was talking about um Mm -hmm. that vacation i took to clearwater right Mm -hmm. that was right that was before the pandemic that was last summer and i remember because it was in the spring the xfl was on so at a couple bars i was trying to watch the vipers yeah and you remember how back then it was such a far-fetched idea that Tom Brady would go to the Bucks? Mm-hmm. I remember literally sitting at a bar talking about how, like, because the Vipers had what I thought were the best-looking uniforms. Like, it was the most unique uh, mascot situation. Uh, the fans were like, uh, bang, bang, fang, gang. Like, they mm-hmm. had slogans and stuff they were coming up with. It. I thought, man, the Vipers... If the Bucks don't get better soon, the Vipers could become more popular. That's what I was thinking at the time. and Because I, I thought, no way Tom Brady's going to go to a coach who loves to throw it downfield. He's 43. Right. Well, shocker. What a difference a year makes. Now the yeah. Bucks are trending so high. Everyone loves them. They got new uniforms. Tom Brady's got the closest thing to an L.A. Uh, propaganda of cameras following him in Tampa Bay. You know every practice he has. So, yeah. Now... The Vipers should just get out of town because it's it's Tampa Bay. Yeah. It's his town now. I'm, I mean, depending on how long he stays and stuff like that. But I mean, if you're a Cowboys fan, you got to be disappointed in how the team does a lot. Yeah. I could see you turning to the XFL for that. Especially if they're good. Yeah. yeah. Even if the Bucks don't win a playoff game, most of that season is going to be so lit for them. Yeah. They'll love having just the fact that they can say we had Tom Brady on our team. It's like, yeah, it's like back in the day when wrestling was huge and like a TV network that like WGN or something would get a wrestling show, Mm. like as it was getting less popular. But like for those networks, it was a huge get. Tom Brady's 43, not as big as he was before. But still a huge get. Now he's still a huge get for the Bucks. They're like, we still appreciate you. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, that brings me back to college football to put this full circle. Now with the XFL. In the spring, football gets moved to the spring, but Justin Fields, people like that, they can't do they can't do the NCAA season because of violations and all those rules. But if they're not going back to college, they could play the play in the XFL and make money. 
Yeah. The NFL is not going to say Justin Fields can't come play for us because he already played with another much lower professional league. Right. They're not going to miss out on that. They are looking at all these young quarterbacks coming out. It's the only thing driving their ratings since they no longer have Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. Ben Roethlisberger has not stopped limping for three straight years. (laughs) No one's checked on him. I don't know what I don't know what Ben has to do. He clearly is blinking in interviews for help. He's throwing the ball. That's all I know he's doing right now. He's he's typing out. He's typing out messages when he's on camera. Yeah, he's like. Letting people know the redskin doctors have gotten to him and he'll never be okay again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but so there's like, you know, they don't have any stars. So they have Patrick Mahomes. He comes out Deshaun Watson, the electrifying names. Mm-hmm. They want Justin Fields on that list. So I think he could go play XFL, set a precedent for all the other players who may be more on the bubble. Mm-hmm. And a chance to also see if he would be a bust amongst professionals. Exactly, because the people in the XFL are, I mean, they're pros. They Mm -hmm. are getting paid, and this is their job, and they did it for college and all that stuff, too. And I think also a really good thing that they could gain from joining the XFL is that leadership ability, to be able to take on guys that are older than them. They're not no longer the oldest person on the team leading 18- and 19-year-olds. They're now leading 20- to 30-year-olds and proving that they have the ability to do that so that once they get into the NFL, it's they're ready to go. And... It'll be very interesting because of the way the, if the XFL keeps a lot of the stuff that if they keep a lot of the stuff they were doing with Vince McMahon, Mm -hmm. which will be very interesting to see, but Vince McMahon had a lot of interesting ideas, but if they keep like a lot of those sideline interviews, the mic'd up, all that stuff, NFL teams could sit at home and watch the XFL and scout Justin Fields. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's good for the XFL because it's going to be this new thing. The Rock. The Rock has never been so in the NFL's face like Vince McMahon has. I mean, when they launched XFL the very first time, they had The Rock come out, give that big speech. Mm-hmm. People love replaying that right now. Yeah. But what I'm saying is like in years past, you know, just a few past years, he did that HBO Baller show, you know, that was directly pulling NFL players in. I, I don't know if you ever got to watch it. Mm-mm. It's basically, did you ever see Entourage back in the day on HBO? I've heard of it, but I never saw it. I never uh, had HBO. Okay. Well, I've always, I've never had, I've always had just enough money to afford HBO. I wish I had that. No, I mean, it's not like my dad would pay for it either. Like when I got a job and I was a teenager, I'm like, I'll pay a little bit of money and get HBO. Ian doesn't pay me, so I can't afford HBO. Nobody pays me either. And. <laughs> <laughs> what money there's no money don't tell him but uh entourage was this show that was basically about mark Wahlberg and his friends coming out to la from new york and you know just okay. you know r- randomly episodes would just have really hot women naked yeah. you know fancy cars money just like uh kind of a dumber version of a show kind of like an early version of uh scripted kardashians for dudes okay that you know what sense. I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like it's scripted because it was like all actors playing Mark Wahlberg and his friends. It was never like Marky Mark and his actual funky bunch. Yeah. They did have episodes where Mark Wahlberg would come through, but like by the time it was over, Tom Brady was rolling through and people like that, like this fictional actor that was supposed to be Mark Wahlberg would run into Tom Brady on an airstrip or something. Gotcha. So then ballers was that same audience for the rock. Okay. The rock looked good. The women he was with looked good. The people who played fictional NFL characters were, you know, players that he was 
representing their money. Everybody's ripped. Everyone's got fancy cars, houses. So that was the whole thing. But that's a long tangent to bring around the fact that The Rock must have had, him and the show must have had a good relationship with the NFL to get some of those players to come in and do all that. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking that if you get Justin Fields, you get these college players coming in, maybe post-pandemic the XFL figures out a way to sneak in their season and become the college showcase. Yeah. You're coming out of college. You want to make money? Still go to the NFL. Come play for the XFL for a year. Stay in shape. Get football ready. Stay in shape. Play more football. Yeah. Play on prof- play on national television. Get paid. Play for a professional team. You know, um, they could even set up interview days with the XFL teams and the NFL teams. Like, you know, you could go facility to facility, things like that, especially for the ones like the renegades that are in the same city. Well, also going back, speaking on the XFL, going back a little bit when we were talking about players getting paid in college. Right. Is there an age limit to the XFL? I don't think so. So could the XFL then become a recruiter of high school players now? And say, hey, why even go to college? You can come to us and get paid and play for three years and then go to the NFL. They could. I mean, it's like the NBA G League right now. Players are skipping college to go straight to the G League. They get paid $500,000 that year. Yeah, that's true. And then they, they try to get they try to work with people on their level and get ready. Yeah, they're, they already got a way into the NBA. They don't have to worry about not getting paid in college and getting injured, but they've already got that check. They're way in on the team and they just got to give it a couple years and they're in the NBA. It's not a terrible idea. I do think that one thing that could really derail that is the rock. And I hate to keep putting everything on him, but they really made every announcement about him being the front of this. Like it's the rock is going to run this league, which is definitely such a better get than Oliver luck. (laughs) (laughs) But the Rock had his most football experience in college. Yeah. He's got true. strong ties to a couple colleges, especially with his Under Armour brand and stuff. I don't think he needs the money from the XFL enough to jeopardize all the millions of probably close to billions he's pulling in. I mean, he's probably not pulling in billions, but he's pulling in hundreds of millions easy. Yeah. I mean... The Rock is on that Michael Jordan status where he shows up for a movie and brings a gym with him. <laughs> or the other option could be is you go to college for two years, you prove you're one of the top players, and then you skip your final year and go straight to the XFL. Yeah. And get paid. And that brings – why would he not want that? He's got some of the oh, exactly. best college players then playing for his team. And, no, that's perfect because then the XFL could establish itself as somewhere to go like – Let's say Justin Fields, um, when Urban Meyer left, he didn't want to play anymore. He didn't like the other guy. Yeah. He could skip his final year, go to the XFL, get paid. The XFL makes money. He makes a name for himself. Mm -hmm. Now, what happens the first time a big player goes to the XFL, looks terrible, and then gets drafted much later? Will agents stop sending their players to the XFL? A lot of players, as soon as they get an agent, they're going to listen to them. So that's what the XFL yeah. needs to do. If they want to make this happen, they need to win over the agents to yeah. make them think this will get everybody rich. Right. No, I agree with that because, I mean, college players don't know what they're doing. That's what they hire no. agents for. I mean, if the college players knew how to manage money and stuff like that, they would just go into the NFL on their own. I mean, 
some get their parents to cover them. Some don't, but yeah, I, I agree with you that agents are the way in agents. And that's like, Oh, I've got the same agent as Deshaun Watson. Oh, I've got the same agent Brett Favre had, you know what I'm saying? Like that's mm-hmm. agents make their name off getting that one player who does well and then getting more players and yep. just, you know, how many times have you seen a headline lately where it's one player requests a trade on one team, then a player requests a trade on another team within like an hour. Yeah. And it's the same agent. It's the same guy. He's like, all right, these are my people who are sick of being disrespected. They're all out, you know? Mm -hmm. It's crazy. And some of those trade requests, like David Njoku, (laughs) he basically had to go back to the Browns and they just worked it out because he realized, where are they going to send me? Nowhere good. Yeah. Yeah, but I think if you get the agents on board, I think the XFL needs to find a role. It needs to establish establish itself as that place for college football players in yeah. between, that place for players that didn't get into the NFL. It needs to be something. Your G League idea, yeah. I think, is the best case scenario for the XFL to be relevant, mm-hmm. to be that step between college and NFL. Mm-hmm. Now, let's talk about our favorite team to talk about, because as we started this podcast, they were changing their name. Yep. The Washington football team. Everybody's favorite. Yep. I think that's all we talk about. There are only, there are that's who we root for. And they're not even, they're not even that good, but that's all we're going to talk about is the Washington football team. Um, so they have helmets. Okay. Every team does. I mean, yeah. But their helmets have that old school look like Alabama with just the numbers. Mm -hmm. And now certain older media people are gushing. Oh, my gosh. The Washington football team lucked into some great helmets. And literally all they did was less. Yeah. They just did less. They put numbers on it. They made it look like old school football. They dumbed it down to as simple as you can make it be besides just a plain helmet. So people love it. Yeah. And now here's my question for you. Is this kind of a mixed message from the media where they say, oh, that simple helmet we love, but then they came up with the simplest nickname, the Washington football team, and they're getting bashed for the name, but not the helmet. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's just a weird, it's weird. It seems like they want simple is better. Yeah. But when the team does that, it's not working for them. I guess they should change their name to the Washington humans. Or they should just people call, the people. Yeah, they should just call themselves the Washington football team. Oh wait, they're already doing. Yeah, that. they're already doing that. Never <laughs> mind. So that's one thing I want to talk about with that. I think the helmets look good, but I think if there wasn't a pandemic, there's no reason people would be excited about it. Yeah, no, I agree with that. This would the what? NFL starts in three weeks. Hard Knocks comes out tonight. Mm-hmm. We still have people doing segments on helmets. Yep. Usually we'd be breaking down preseason stuff, talking about which rookies might emerge, who's going to be second string on this, how's it shaping up in camp. Yep. None of that. I'm hearing no talk about camp, hardly from anywhere. Mm-mm. You just see images from camp where they're wearing masks and where they're being safe. That's all the media people are doing. Yeah. I mean, that's all they're talking about. There's so nothing. What, what do you, I mean, what kind of impact will this have on fantasy football? Well, usually by now you would be hearing more about it. Like this is the prime time for it. I mean, players are now reporting. You're starting to see in practices who's doing good. But I mean, the media not talking. I think it affects rookies. Yeah, I think it. Up. I think people are going to be less likely to take rookies. Yeah, 
Um, we are going to be asking you guys, do you want to do a fantasy football league with Harrison and I? Or do you want us to put together a fantasy football league with characters from our life and we will introduce them to you as the season unfolds? Kind of tell you a little bit about who, like say, whoever me and Harrison are playing that week, we'll tell you who we're playing, we'll tell you stuff about them. If they beat us, maybe we'll have them on the pod. Yeah. I don't know. People are busy. There's a pandemic. I really don't want to make promises. It's an idea we're throwing around. It's very original. No one ever does it with their sports show, but it's something that we, you know, it's just a lot of fun. Uh, we're, we're already going to be spending a lot of time doing fantasy football. We yeah. might as well make it part of this. Yeah. So, I mean, let us know in the comments or just shoot us a DM or something. A lot of you guys really like to shoot DMs and like instant messages and stuff. That's fine. You don't have to make comments. We're not making you a public person. You know, you can keep your secrets. Yeah. But let us know what you think about that fantasy football thing. Now on to another bit of Washington football news. Alex Smith. You probably thought he was gone, right? With that gruesome injury. The documentary on the gruesome injury, all of that. Well, he's back. He's back to 100% health. And we have a quote from Dwayne Haskins. I'm going to read you real quick, and then we're going to break it down. Ready? Okay. Dwayne Haskins, who was the end-all, beat-all starter for the Redskins until Alex Smith was alive, (laughs) said, I'm excited for Alex. I hope he gets back to full 100% health. Whoever's in the quarterback room, I have to compete with them. And even though he's not really practicing with the offense, he's still working hard. Even if we get to run against each other in competition and drills, I'm trying to make sure he gets me better and I get him better. We look at Alex as somebody who's a mentor in the room that can help us every day as far as getting ready for who we're playing each week and who we're getting ready for next week. What do you think of that? (laughs) It seems very cookie cutter. Yeah, I think there's a couple jabs in here. Yeah. Um, Back to 100% health. It's a nice way of saying I hope he gets healthy, but reminding people that he's not. Yeah. Whoever's in the quarterback room immediately saying after you hope he gets back, it doesn't matter if he's there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Trying to make sure he gets me better and I get him better. Yeah. We look at Alex as someone who's a mentor in the room. That's a way of calling him old. Yep. Help us every day. And then this next part. Oh, as far as who we're playing each week and who we're getting ready for next week. That doesn't even make sense. (laughs) Uh, but well, it sounds like he has a lot of experience playing different teams. He can help us. No, but why would you say each week and next week? Each week is inclusive of oh, next yeah, week. Is inclusive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, shout out Ohio State, Dwayne Haskins, baby. Yep. That's that education coming in. Basket weaving <laughs> 101. Every college athlete's education, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting that this came out because. Dwayne Haskins among the rookie quarterbacks last year is the one that showed the least. He had one good play and then got a penalty for taking a selfie Cam Newton style. So like literally he did one good thing and then showed up. Yeah. I don't know. I think he's young. He's, he's going to take his shots because he wants to prove that he's the guy and make people think that by what he says. I mean, he, he is the name of the, and the face of the organization right now at quarterback because Alex Smith hasn't come in and played any in, what, two years? Yeah, well over, I think. Yeah, well over. So, I mean, I wouldn't expect much more out of him. How long until Dwayne Haskins is on an XFL team? 
depends if he doesn't perform this year. I mean, I think if he doesn't perform this year and Alex Smith then takes over, I mean, who's really going to take a chance on him? Well, because he didn't get drafted by Ron Rivera. Yeah. Uh, it's clear now, thanks to the Washington Post and other sources, that they're trying to get rid of everybody involved in that room. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it would take much except for Alex Smith wins the job. That might be it for Dwayne Haskins. I don't think that pushes him to the XFL so soon, but it definitely does push him off the Redskins. I mean, I think it dang, pushes him off a of start. That habit position. is so hard. Yeah. The Washington football team. Yeah. And, yeah. But uh, it's just. I don't. Dwayne Haskins pre-draft, I thought him going to the Redskins made the most sense to me. Mm -hmm. I thought, okay, it's a connection with Dan Snyder's kid, 50 touchdowns. You know, he looks like he's got it. He's going to be right there for him. He's got ties to Maryland. He's one of the few players I could see going to D.C. and enjoying that. Because mm -hmm. it's not a great place to be unless you're a senator. Right. Um, and that includes the other lawmakers. I'm talking that's the only good one to get. And I don't know. It just it feels like an arranged marriage that is not working out with Dwayne Haskins. I know it's yeah. only been one year, but you mix together a rookie who didn't do it his first year with a different front office that doesn't believe in him, that can't get close to him during a pandemic to help him, that has a coach that doesn't know him, yeah. and you have Alex Smith, Mr. 8-8, eight eight coming in. Well, you've also got a coach that hasn't put his arm around him and said, hey, this is our starting quarterback. Right. I mean, he came out and said, we're going to have an open competition between him and Kyle Allen. And now you're throwing in Alex Smith. It, it doesn't look good for Dwayne Haskins at this point if he can't perform. I'd have to look at the numbers, but Dwayne Haskins might have the least amount of starts of all three of them. Yeah. Because Kyle Allen started all last year. Yeah. He, he, Kyle Allen, I don't a think, lot started of last, like the last three games. Okay, so he didn't start the last three games. But Dwayne Haskins was behind what? Case Keenum's not there anymore. Sanchez. Mark Sanchez was there. I don't think he's on the team anymore. No. It felt like at the time, Haskins was their quarterback of the future. When they drafted him, it sure felt that way. When they drafted him, it really felt that way. And now, yeah. all of a sudden, it's, it's not looking good. I, I truly think... Haskins will have one bad game and Alex Smith will step in or Kyle Allen will step in and we won't I see firmly, Haskins again. I believe that if Smith is anywhere near where he was when he went down, yeah. that he gets the job outright. If even Haskins if he, isn't ready and hasn't worked with the new team at all, you know? Even if he can't run, he can still throw the ball. Yeah, I mean, Alex Smith gets a lot of hate, but he had his best season in Kansas City in Kansas City the year he got replaced for Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? He was having his best year. He was starting to have his best year in D.C. when he got hurt. He was starting to have his best years in San Francisco when Colin, Colin when he got hurt and Colin Kaepernick took his job. Yeah. And I don't care what anybody says. Kaepernick did not deserve that job. I think 49ers had a shot at that Super Bowl if Smith had actually stayed in. We'll never know. That's my hard take. I've stuck by if you want to go look, I wrote a blog after it happened, way <laughs> before Kaepernick was involved in any national uh, flag instance. Yeah. Like, before he was synonymous with kneeling, I wrote an article about how this was a terrible idea for Jim Harbaugh to do this. And if anyone wants to call me out on it, I will post it. Go for it. It's, we will post that this week. Yeah, we'll post it. I mean, it's. I thought it had a lot of good examples at the time of why they should not have done that. Mm. I, don't, I don't think you should lose your job to injury. When both players are healthy one of them won the job in camp and all of a sudden the other one's hot i think 
that the superstition on quote unquote, the hot hand, I think that's more of a baseball thing. Yeah. I don't think it involves, I think the NFL quarterbacks, you either can throw or you can't. Yeah. I just think it was a tough position because both of them could throw at the time. And Colin Kaepernick offered a little bit more athleticism than, than uh, Alex Smith did. So it was, it was a tough decision. I remember when that happened, it was, it was a tough decision. There were people on both sides that wanted both quarterbacks to start. Yeah. I mean, well, the thing was Kaepernick wasn't a better thrower. Yeah. He really wasn't, but he was more he was mobile. Better. Mobile, yeah. He was mobile. He would get out of the pocket. He would make some things happen. You remember back in the day, right after that season, Russell Wilson and Colin Kaepernick on that Madden commercial? No. Yeah, so they had a Madden commercial where they were on the couch with the new Madden, and I think they were playing each other, but it was basically like Kaepernick and Russell Wilson had just had that intense NFC championship. Mm-hmm. So it was them facing off against each other, and it was like kind of it was kind of Madden picking up Russell Wilson and Colin Kaepernick and saying these are the future. Right. Yeah. Now you look at it now, and you're like, why was Russell Wilson's couch not elevated? Right. Russell Wilson is like he's so much more elite. Even people who say Colin Kaepernick can play, you are out of your mind to put him on Russell Wilson's level. Out of your damn mind. Yeah. Russell Wilson is over there like he he's facing depleted resources in some ways like Peyton Manning used to on the Colts. Well, he's played for two completely different teams. Right? I mean, the it original changes all the time. The original Seahawks had the Legion of Boom. I mean, different Marshawn wide Lynch. receiver core, Marshawn Lynch. They were winning Super Bowls, and then they went to about a three-year period where they lost all those players, and now they've. it looks like it may have been rebuilt again. We'll, well see this year. Now the Seahawks are like, how can we trade a first-round pick and get a player we think will actually be good? Because every time they take a first-round pick in, less, in the last like six years, yeah, hasn't worked out. Mm-hmm. Their mid-round picks have been good. I mean, I'm not trashing the whole well, thing. That's where, I mean, you think of Richard Sherman. I mean, they got him in the fourth-round pick. That's where they've always thrived is getting those mid-round picks. Yeah. Uh, Cam Chancellor yeah. from Virginia Tech. That was such a steal. Yeah. Everyone in everyone around our area was probably so surprised to see Cam Chancellor do something like that. They hadn't seen a Tech player really hit like that since Vic. Yeah. Yeah. No one from Tech. Never forget. <laughs> Michael Vick. <laughs> hate like that. So here's an interesting bit of propaganda from the Denver Broncos media. Okay. You know, I've always got my eyes on my Broncos. Is this related to Haskins and Alex Smith or is this? No, we're moving on. We're moving on. We're okay. moving on. This is about speed and how speed. important is speed with a team. Okay. So they said, um, this is from the NFL networks, Jason Palmer. Mm-hmm. He put this out. He said, it's clear the AFC West is trying to get faster to keep up with the Chiefs, okay? He said, just look at the job the Broncos have done. So I'm going to give you some speeds. Okay. Um, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll give you the photo, too, so you can look at it. But um, I'm going to read these speeds out to you, and then you tell me if it matters at all. Okay. <laughs> That's, he's like putting up the speeds of players. I'm like, okay. Right. Yeah, we'll see. Patrick Mahomes, his 40 is a 4.8. Did you know it was that slow? Still pretty good for a quarterback. Yeah. In the modern era. Drew Locke, 4.69. Never would have seen that. So Drew Locke apparently is faster. I haven't seen him run yet. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay. Uh, Edwards Allaire, 
Mm-hmm. Fun fact: It looks like it's spelled Edwards Hilaire, but it's yeah. Edwards Alaire. The, yep. There's no out of H. LSU. Yep. I didn't. Uh, I just found that out recently. It was Alaire. Yeah. If you guys ever hear me, Clyde Edwards Alaire. Yeah. If you guys ever hear me mispronounce a name, uh, I'm terrible at pronouncing names. It's an Achilles heel. So, don't be a dick about it. Uh, Alaire got 4.6 as a running back. Philip Lindsay, undrafted, 4.42. What do you think? So that's two position groups where the Broncos have an edge. Does this change your mind at all that the Chiefs might win both of those games against the Broncos? I'm not so much on speed as I am accuracy. Yeah. Like accuracy in route running, accuracy in throwing, accuracy in ability to read where the holes are in the offensive line and bust through them speed i mean anyone can have speed but i mean you look at wide receivers that are speed they're easily coverable because you just put your safety a little bit deeper yeah tyreek hill so easy to cover well tyreek hill's a great route runner yeah that's true okay so the the rest of these speeds are kind of silly i mean tyreek hill 4.29 obviously he was the fastest on the list yeah the Broncos have three wide receivers, but none of them are that close to it, except KJ Hamler, who supposedly got a four point three six. He was pretty fast in college. Yeah, and I mean, and when you a lot of people have taken his tape, and what they'll do is they'll get him when he starts running from the end zone to the twenty or the four or to the forty, and they'll tape that like yeah. time it, and he's actually gotten closer to Tyreek Hill at four point two nine. Oh, really? Not an official forty time or anything like right. that, but. They actually, I think I saw one person get him at 4.28 with a running start because obviously he was a returning a punt and he had a running start. So it doesn't quite count. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is Hamler is definitely the guy the Broncos drafted to try to do what Hill does. He's the guy that's going to be fast. Judy's going to be running routes and catching balls. Yeah. I'm looking at your list here and like, I mean, there's guys like Travis Kelsey and Noah Fant. Noah Fant's faster, but who would you rather have on your team? Fant. No. Fans only in his second year. Kelsey's 31. Not looking, Kelsey's at, not 31. looking at age. Not looking at age. I have to look at age. This It's football. There's a pandemic. Older people are affected more, Harrison. Older people are affected more. I'm talking about performance. Five years ago, no question I would have taken Travis Kelsey exactly. over no fan. Five years ago. I've, you got to look at age. This I'm, I'm taking age out of the factor, though. You want me to answer who I would take in some sort of weird bubble where people don't die? No, I'm just saying if you had to compare at their prime, yeah. who was the better tight end? Fant hasn't gotten his prime, so we don't know. Yeah. We can't do a hypothetical. We just have to do where they're at now. Yeah, I don't think speed matters. Yeah. It helps. I mean, obviously you have to be fast to play in the NFL. I mean, who's the best tight end in the NFL? I definitely am not saying it's Fant. but I'm saying Zach Ertz. Ertz still? I don't know Ertz, about that. Ertz to me is always open. I think it's Kelsey or it's got to be oh, oh, Kittle. 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 It's got to be Kittle, it's I think. Be Kittle. Kittle is younger than Kelsey. I think that gives him the tiebreaker. It may be, but Kelsey just won a Super Bowl. And he scored in the Kittle Super Bowl. Kittle was in that Super Bowl. I know. That's he, what I'm he saying. Did, he did a lot. But Kelsey won it. Mahomes won it. Well, no, Damian Williams won it. Damian Williams did win that. Never forget. We almost forgot. Yeah, (laughs) Damian Williams did win that Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes did not deserve that Super Bowl MVP. He deserved 
maybe to even get the season MVP for coming back from that injury and not going down for the season against the Broncos. Yeah. But Lamar Jackson got MVP, so they tried to make it right, give Mahomes the Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. But it should have been Damian Williams. William, Damian Williams has been disrespected. True. That's what I have to say. True. You want to do some news and get out of here? Yep. Okay, so what do you got? I know there's a lot going on, but I honestly haven't paid attention, so I don't have any stories. Really? <laughs> well, you're in luck. I guess we'll switch roles today. I have a couple stories ready, which is rare because usually I'm the one that's not prepared. Yeah. But here we go. Now, uh, Chris Mortensen tweeted out that the official number of players that opted out was mm-hmm. 69 after the deadline. Oh. Guess what every comment on Twitter was? 69. It was a little bit, yeah. I mean, it was it was in reference to the number 69. Yeah. Every single comment was nice. Nice. <laughs> it was people <laughs> with pictures that said nice, the word nice. Literally every comment. Usually, not Mortensen, but definitely Adam Schefter, always gets a couple trolls who are like, but Adam, when's my wife coming back? Yeah. Adam, my wife left me. Things like that. <laughs> every time. There's somebody who waits for Schefter to tweet and he says his wife left him. But on Chris Mortensen, it'd be even better if he got 69 comments that said nice. Yeah. <laughs> so 69 players opted out. Uh, at the end of the day, I don't think we lost any big stars, did you? I mean, we lost a couple of really important players, but... Yeah. I mean, there were some important players for teens, but no big stars. Um, Danica Patrick shuts down Troll, blaming her breakup with Aaron Rodgers on her. Who knows? Uh, let's see. At 38, it's over for you in the relationship world with high-value men. The person wrote, from a failed marriage to failed dating, clearly you have a problem dating. Ouch. I love it when dudes get on Twitter and try to mansplain dating men to yeah. women. You know she's fired back with something really good. Oh, yeah. Patrick circled the comment and shared it on her Instagram story, writing, if we let what one person thinks of us be our reality, we are doomed. Realize that what someone says to us has a lot more to do with their own wounds in reality than ours. That is kind that's of me dropping the mic, <laughs> right? That's a uh, that's a highbrow response. That's not. Yeah, it was very professional, and I'm not going to stoop to your level. Yeah, yeah. I, it's it's nothing I could see coming out of the White House. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. It's very. Uh, <laughs> He would have a press conference to speak about how great his response is about to be. Yeah, right. Yeah. And just so and just so we're clear, we don't like either party, so No. I hate both parties. Both both suck. So yep. this isn't an anti Trump or anti Biden podcast. We it's anti politics. Anti politics, yeah. But uh man, Danica Patrick and Aaron Rodgers, they were a good couple, but it's like Aaron Rodgers Yeah. He hasn't married. You see what I'm saying? He may just never want to get married. He's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Okay. He can get what he wants. When he retires and he has plenty of time, he can go. He can. He can pull the Leonardo DiCaprio rule for a little bit. Yeah. Only dates twenty-five-year-olds. So. I could see that. I mean, he's 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 got the career that he's so focused on. Why even bother getting married right now? And when then, he's probably got what, three years left, maybe four. Yeah. Yeah. Just, Unless he tries to Brady it. It's probably what he told her. And she was just wanting to settle down. Cause she's retired. Yeah. 
Yeah, who knows? I mean, you never know why these things break up. There were rumors a long, long time ago from one of my friends in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. He said there were rumors on Reddit and stuff that they thought Rodgers might be gay because he wasn't married. Something about <laughs> his personal trainer was his roommate for years and years while he was on the Packers. Yeah. And like him and his trainer were really close. Huh. But then he started dating Olivia Munn and Danica Patrick and, you know, I don't, you know, I personally don't care. Aaron Rodgers could yeah. be pansexual for all I care. Right. But, you know, no matter which way you swing, Danica Patrick and Olivia Munn, nice. <laughs> so let's go to our next news segment. All right. <laughs> he had to work really hard to do that. Uh, it was across the room. Yeah. <laughs> Lamar Miller. Yeah. Signing with the Patriots, right? Patriots. What do you think of that? I'm surprised. I feel like the Patriots have a lot of running backs, but they always kind of have like a high amount of running backs in their running It's back always running. in flux, isn't it? Yeah. If there's one thing the Patriots love to do, it's use their perception that they are that team that will turn every player around Yeah. to constantly sign players that don't work out and then cut them. Mm-hmm. Albert Hainsworth. I mean, there's a lot of players that go to the Patriots and they frankly just do not add up. It doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't work all the time. I mean, that's a tough system to go to. Since Randy Moss, have they really brought in any huge names that just became great players? No. I mean, not on offense, at least. Not on offense, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Gilmore came over from the Bills, and he's probably one he's of been their best signing. He's either the best corner in the league or one of the top three. Yeah, he's 99 on Madden. Gilmore gets no respect. Here's a news headline I saw. Okay. This is pretty funny. Tom Brady underestimated how hard it would be to learn a new playbook for the first time in 20 years. I can see that. If you've been used to it for so long, doing the same thing over and over and over, learning a new system can be hard. Do you see the uh, tweet from Josh McCown about that? Yeah, Josh McCown. What? Tell me about it. I know I saw it, but... Uh, he basically said, oh, finally something I might be better at than Tom Brady. Yeah, something I'm better at than Tom Brady. And, uh, you know... Not to bring up old debates, but Peyton Manning never complained about learning a new playbook. So. Oh, because, you know. I don't think Tom's really complaining. I think he's making a joke. Yeah, he probably is a complaint. And let's be honest, Peyton Manning just came in and said, here's your playbook. Yeah. <laughs> he said, you have to run this. So uh, it was kind of funny seeing the Tom Brady, Josh McCown thing, because I think Josh McCown has almost played on as many teams for every number on Brady's jersey. Isn't it? I thought he's played for like 16 different teams. Yeah, and Brady's 12, so he could could do one per number. (laughs) McCown will always get a job. So Hard Knocks debuts tonight. Mm -hmm. Chances are that if you're hearing this, the first episode of Hard Knocks already came out, or you're maybe about to watch it. We're going to be talking about Hard Knocks because, like Hard Knocks, we are not censored. Mm -hmm. So when... Something really funny happens. Like one of my favorite parts is when they'll show the coaches just cursing at the players. Yeah. <laughs> in the in the end, you just get to hear all the stuff that the football coaches are actually saying. And that's across all age groups. Yes. When coaches do that, like when I played football and I was in like third grade, same thing. <laughs> just, just fucking cursing. shit. Yeah. Damn literally. It. Like, come on, don't fuck up like that, you idiot. <laughs> it's like, uh, the ball is bigger than me. So we'll be covering everything Hard Knocks as uncensored as we can in what I think is going to be the most interesting season because of the pandemic, because Mm -hmm. there's two teams 
new stadium. It feels like while a lot of sports talk people are talking about the freaking Redskins helmets. It'll be our first kind of look behind the scenes. HBO will once again come in with their sports section and do it right. Yep. Because that's all they do is do enemies. All right. I'm Ian. I'm Harrison. And we're out.